It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, Calais is a Falcon, a rare feat for the Hawks, and the nuts are out. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. You can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as soon as they are available. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page that is at JMCH316. So we got good news waking up this morning, right? Calais is a Falcon. Calais is a Falcon. Now, very interesting that he still had um, that he had meetings set up with the Jets and the Bills and different things like that. But after a 40 minute call with Arthur Blank, he decided to sign with the Atlanta Falcons one year deal. And, you know, Arthur talked to him about a lot of the off field stuff. You know, this is this is a former Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner. I think 2019 that he was the Man of the Year winner. So, again, he's a guy that's very involved in community and different things like that. He's really good off the field, okay? Obviously, he can still play. And, and he had five and a half sacks last year. Now, when we look at it from all of the off-field perspective, we'll get to the football stuff in here in a second, but obviously, look, Arthur Blank is very involved in community. He's very involved in diversity and different things like that. So Arthur Blank is one of those owners that that puts his money where his mouth is, right? I mean, helping out the community and different things like that. So when Arthur talks to you, and this goes back to the old days. Remember, Arthur was always the closer, right? He'd bring he'd bring a player to his house and serve the lasagna, and that would be his close. Or he might take him to Bones, but that was his closing, you know, deal to get a guy to sign here, right? In the old days when he first owned the first few years where he owned the franchise. Now, as far as the on-field stuff goes, it is is it is interesting because we talk about the five and a half sacks. Now, Calais in 11 regular season games this year played 60% or more of the snaps. So you look at his snap totals, 63, 70, 63. Now, there, there are games where he played 49, 42, and different things like that. Then he was kind of hurt toward the end of the year. Um, and then he played like 48 snaps in the last week of the regular season. So he had 11 games where he did play 60% or more of the snaps. I do wonder if that kind of workload is going to be asked of him. And if you look at his snap count totals, they kind of started to slide and kind of fell off toward the end of the season, right? I mean, he when he was healthier and fresher and all that kind of stuff earlier in the year was when his productivity and when his higher snap counts occurred, right, as the season moved along. And again, it's a really long NFL season. And again, he's going to be 37 years old when we start the season off that you wonder about how they will manage his snap count percentage. 
I'm excited about this. We talked about this a week or two ago, right? I'm excited for Clayus Campbell to be here. Again, you can't have too many pass rushers on your team, right? We can't have enough of those guys. No one's ever going to sit back and say, man, we just got too many guys that can sack the quarterback, especially for this franchise, especially for this franchise. We need 15 more guys. We need 15 guys and petition the league to have 15 guys on the field at one time because we can't sack the quarterback enough. So I will be interested to see how they kind of manage his snap count percentage. Now, here's the other part of this too, that, and uh, you know, a man can dream and different things like that. Okay. Calais is a big guy. He's six foot eight, 300 pounds. Wouldn't you love to see a Jalen Carter, a Keon White, right? Jalen Carter paired up beside Grady and Calais standing on the edge next to him or working with a Keon White, who's also a big guy, six foot five, 285 pounds. You know, a guy who is a bigger guy that runs fast, but having a guy like Calais Campbell work with a guy like that, I've got visions of, hmm, can we do some different things and stuff like that? So look, I still don't think that this deters the Falcons from selecting pass rush in the first round. I don't think Calais is, again, I don't think he's going to play 60% or more of the snaps. I, I don't think that Jay, or, uh, Lorenzo Carter is going to play the 70 to 75% of the snaps that he did last year. I think those guys will certainly be more rotational guys. And you put them in the mix with Ebicady, with a potential number eight pick. So again, I'm excited for the fact that we can't add too many pass rushers. And, you know, again, we've talked about this 40,000 times, right? Until we get that fixed, you, can, you can't tell me that we're a playoff caliber defense. I don't care what we do against the run. I don't care what we do against the pass. You don't get coverage sacks. That's a stupid stat. You don't get coverage sacks. Either you can get to the quarterback or you can't get to the quarterback because every NFL quarterback that's got time to throw is going to pick you apart. We've seen Tyler Heineke and guys of lesser merit that can pick this team apart. If you can't get the quarterback on the ground, it doesn't matter how good your secondary is. So the fact that we are getting a guy who legitimately chose the Atlanta Falcons, that he chose the Falcons with the off-field stuff, with the fact that this is a young roster, with the fact of the vision that he believes in from Terry Fontenot and from Coach Arthur Smith, the fact that he chose the Atlanta Falcons when he had potential suitors. And look, say what you will about the Buffalo Bills, but they're a borderline Super Bowl team, right? Like they're not just a good team. They're one of the better teams in the entirety of the NFL. You know, you take those top five or six teams in the entire NFL, they're up there on that list. So the fact that he chose us, that's a good sign for what the direction of this franchise is. More than just the off-the-field stuff and working with Arthur Blank and different things like that. The fact that he can still play and he chose this franchise to come to it is all good signs for the direction that this franchise is headed. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm going to be very curious. Now this really makes the draft interesting just because, okay, if I draft a pass rusher at eight, 
here's a couple of young guys. If a, a draft pick at eight, an Arnold Ebicady, the idea of a Calais Campbell working with those guys, right? A guy who was the runner up for defensive player of the year a few years ago, a guy who's been first team all pro a couple of different years, a guy who's been to multiple pro bowls and different things like that, right? Like this is a guy that, again, I don't think he's just here for a mentoring role, but it does seem like that he's a guy that can work with your young players. And the fact that he talked about the idea of this is a good young roster and they can do some things and they can win some games and stuff like that. I think he's going to be nothing but a benefit to both the locker room and his production on field. Now, I don't know if he's got five and a half more sacks in him. We'll we'll see that based upon, you know, how much his snap count percentage is and different things like that. But it can't hurt to have a guy like this to work with our young pass rushers. And it's even more reason why that I hope we take a pass rusher at eight. Even if Calais Campbell is only here for a year, just like Dwight Freeney was here for a year working with Vic Beasley. Even if Calais Campbell is only here for a year and he signed a one-year contract, if he's only here for a year, the idea of him working with young pass rushers excites me, plus his production on the field. All right, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Listen, FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and if you're a new customer to FanDuel and you head to FanDuel.com, you can claim your no-sweat first bet where you can get as much as $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Of course, you can bet on everything from money lines to prop bets to point spreads and everything in between. And FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a payout or bigger chance for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N today and claim your no-sweat first bet where you can get as much as $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. FanDuel is the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. So in a rare feat for the Atlanta Hawks last night, who beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in what was a really good game. And look, the the Hawks now have won the season series against the Cavs, who are definitely one of the real up-and-coming franchises in the NBA, right? I mean, they they added Donovan Mitchell. I think they're fourth in the East. They clinched a playoff spot the other night. Like, they're one of the real up-and-coming franchises. The fact that we won the season series, it tells you that we can play with some of these really good teams. But – Something that I I looked up myself and and did the numbers and everything on. So Trey Young had a tough night last night, right? I think he was four for 15 in the game. Um, At one point, I think he was 0 for 7 or 0 for 8 uh, in the game. Definitely couldn't get on track offensively. DeJounte Murray had a big night for the Hawks, but Trey Young only ended up with four field goals in the game last night, four for 15. He was two for three, but four for 15 shooting from the field. Okay. And I looked all this up myself, believe it or not, the Hawks in Trey Young's career, where he only has four or less field goals made in a game. Okay. 
They are 12 and 38 when he has four or less field goals in a game made. They are two and nine over the last two seasons, and they were 0 and six this year when Trey Young had four or less field goals made. Now that's that's an incredible stat because again, we talk about sort of as Trey Young goes, the Hawks really go with it. So the fact that, and, and this is where, you know, again, this is where I want to see DeJounte Murray because DeJounte Murray was the difference in that game last night, right? And, and there are many of these games. Think about, truthfully, you look back where this Hawks team would be if they didn't have DeJounte Murray. We can talk about it's a failure and all these different things because the record isn't there. And, and I saw some people say, well, they can have two ball-dominant guards. Well, how about Darius Garland and Do Donovan Mitchell? Like, the, the, those guys are two ball-dominant guards. They're, they're working out just fine. They're, they're making it work just fine. So that's not the problem. But if you didn't have DeJounte Murray, think about how many of these games that the Hawks would have lost. You know, going into last night, when you're 12 and 38, when Trey Young only makes four or less field goals, you know, because you're going to have off nights, right? I mean, Trey Young is not immune to having an off night, but it does tell you how much that this franchise has relied on Trey Young to be their offensive leader over the last few years. And the fact that you got a win last night because of everybody else kind of contributing you know, you got 29 out of DeJounte Murray. You got a dozen points and 10 boards out of out of Clint Capella. You got a dozen points and seven boards. You know, you got Akangu with 21 points off the bench last night. He was five for five. And most impressively, he was 11 for 12 from the free throw line. So the fact that he got to the free throw line does speak volumes about how much he was active on the offensive side of the ball. But five for five with 11 for 12 from... I'll take that every night, right? Again, we'd always take it uh, every night. But again, this is why I want to see what a full season with Quinn Snyder and Trey Young and DeJounte Murray can come up with and put together. What can that threesome do? More than what the other pieces are going to be, okay? Because this team is going to be led by... Quinn Snyder, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. Now that's assuming DeJounte Murray is here and they don't go and make a move, you know, for, you know, trading him or whatever like that. If they don't think they can extend him or sign him or anything like that, you know, again, this is what I hope for is that if you can find a way to get Quinn and Trey and DeJounte all together and on the same page, you know, you can afford to not have Trey Young have a, a good night. The fact that you beat a number four playoff caliber, you know, look, a really good franchise, a really good team right now in the Cavs on a night when Trey Young does not play well, that speaks volumes about, okay, I, and I know it's a microcosm. I know it's just one incident, okay? But you have to start somewhere. And, and the fact, that's a, let me put it this way. That's a game the Hawks would not have won earlier this year, years past, and different things like that. 
So when we talk about the coaching aspect, okay, because again, I'm not putting this all on Nate McMillan. This is not all Nate's fault. It certainly is part of his fault, and he certainly has a definite hand in why the Hawks are where they're at and different things like that. But it's not all a Nate's fault. But if we can improve in how we are able to figure out a way to win games when our superstar doesn't have his best night. Because again, before last night, they were 12 and 38 when Trey Young isn't making shots. And a lot of that came from his first couple few years. They were 0-6 before last night when he only made four or less field goals. So you didn't get, you know, when you don't get a big night out of Trey, you have to be able to adapt and find a way. Because again, Trey Young's not going to have a great night every single night over an 82-game schedule. And you have to be able to rely on other pieces, whether that is DeJounte, whether that is Clint Capella, whether that is John Con. I I again I don't care per se what the name on the back of the jersey is that helps this team win. I just want to see them win, right? I don't want the labor pains. I just want the baby. So this is why I'm excited about what can happen with this franchise because that was a game that earlier in the year or over the last couple of years that the Hawks would not have found a way to win. That was a game that they would have absolutely lost. And listen, they only won by two points. So you see that margin of error that is so thin. And when your superstar is four for 15 from the field, that's not a game you should normally win. But because of the contributions of DeJounte Murray, Okongwu, and and other little pieces and things like that, they found a way to win. Where in the past, they haven't been able to do that. That's what gets me excited about moving ahead with what this Hawks franchise can be. All right, let's talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Listen, as we're headed toward the the final four, you can get in on the Built March Madness bracket. Head to builtmarchmadness.com today and put your vote in for your favorite bar or marshmallow puff. So listen, here's what we've got going on. When you go to builtmarchmadness.com and vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built bars. And not only that, but one lucky locked on fan is going to win a 12 month subscription to have built bars delivered right to your door. So listen, no matter what your flavor of regular protein bars is, whatever your flavor is your favorite for your protein infused marshmallow puff, you can head to built March madness today and cast your vote and support your favorite bar or puff and be entered in for a chance to win either a free box of Built Bars or, most importantly, that 12-month subscription. Head to Built.com today and check it out, BuiltMarchMadness.com, to get your vote and cast it in. Well, listen, um, I see that the nuts are out, and when I say this is that... (laughs) There's obviously these websites that, you know, so here's the, here's the, here's the website. Okay. We'll just spin it like this. Okay. Football outsiders. They're at FB outsiders on their Twitter page. And they have come up with their grading each NFC South team in the off season thus far. Now, 
Again, I don't know if this is a website. I'm assuming that FB Outsiders is a website as well. You can probably Google them and figure all of this kind of stuff out, but but the nuts are out. So they're grading out the NFC South and where they have the Falcons, okay? So they, they have four categories of free agency report card for these teams, okay? So improved roster for the Falcons. They have them as a B, okay? That makes sense. I've said B plus, but okay, that's that's all right. For used resources well, a D minus. I'll talk about that in a second. Coherent plan, D, okay? And their overall grade was a D plus. Now, again, I don't know who Football Outsiders is. They're another one of these blue checkmark sites that, you know, listen, I, I know people are frustrated and upset that blue checkmarks are going away. Um, people like this don't need blue check marks. Sorry. I, I mean, you know, for legitimate sources. Okay. Look, I, I don't know if they're haters. I don't know what their deal is and stuff like that. But from this standpoint, okay, the improved, I mean, I don't know how you could be an improved, I don't know how you could have a B for an improved roster, but coherent plan and used resources well is a D and D minus. Like, I don't know how those two things jive. Okay. Did the Falcons use their resources well? Okay. I don't know that they had much of a choice, but how they use their resources. You know, if you were going to get a true impact player, you know, again, Jesse Bates is an impact player. He's a really good player. But the one thing I am not excited about is just the idea of I have a $14 million safety when I don't think that that was a high, high priority need for this team. I'd argue with you, cornerback, obviously our defensive line, like that's way more of a priority than having a $14 million. And again, you saw the coach for the Bengals say yesterday, Zach Taylor, that the Falcon, the, the, the difference is the Falcons outbid the Bengals, right? And now look, he's had over a year to negotiate a contract with, with the Bengals. But again, Zach Taylor himself said that, yeah, they outbid us, you know, in for his services and they even paid him more money than what he was getting last year. So again, I like the player. I don't like the, the allocation of the funds and different things like that. And I think there were higher priorities, you know, but anyway, but as far as a coherent plan goes, I don't know how you can rate them a D when they're addressing a lot of their needs, right? The guys that they re-signed, you know, we, we needed McGarry and Lindstrom, ex, you know, an extension, keep those guys in the fold, improving our defensive line with Onyemata and guys like that. Like, I don't know how that that's not a coherent plan when you're upgrading and improving at your lines of scrimmage. Here's what I think that this is for these Nudnik sites. And this is what we've talked about yesterday and talked about, uh, you know, several times on the show. People like this, the football outsiders, the Dan Lebitards and stuff like that. You saw yesterday that Arthur Smith now proclaimed, as we've been asking on this show, now proclaimed Desmond Ritter's QB1. And Arthur Blank was on our radio station saying that, yeah, he's our quarterback moving forward. And, and maybe there'll be some competition between him and Taylor Heineke. But for now, Desmond Ritter's our quarterback. 
the football outsiders and the Dan Lebatards and some of these other nudniks that are out there, they can't embrace the idea of why are we not in the Lamar business? Because it messes up their narrative that the Falcons are the most likely landing spot for Lamar Jackson. And when they don't see that happening or that we're not in the Lamar business, they can't understand why. Now, again, if you're a Falcons fan, and I understand that there are plenty of Falcons fans that want Lamar Jackson and want to put the franchise behind the eight ball to get Lamar Jackson. Forget the draft picks, forget the guaranteed contract and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and then by the way, you can do all of that legwork and the Ravens come in and say, yep, we're going to match all that. And then it's just all blown up in your face. And then you say, well, you know, we're we're always behind Desmond Ritter and all that, okay? It's like they did with Matt Ryan a couple of years ago, right? But again, I think that this is why these websites give these kinds of grades. Because how can you say the, the roster has improved with a B grade, but their plan is a D plus? Like, I, I, I don't know how that, that all jives together. But this all goes back to Lamar Jackson, that they – that the, the people that write for the NFL, the nudniks that talk about it, the Twitter pages with the blue check marks, the blue check mark media just can't understand why we're not in the Lamar business. And we won't go back down that road of the 40,000 reasons why we're not in the Lamar business. But again, it's, it's not a matter of saying that Desmond Ritter is better than Lamar Jackson. It, it, that's how they break this all down is, that it's so simplistic that it's it's just that easy to say, well, Lamar's better than Desmond Ritter. Well, yeah, even Falcons fans understand that. But it's much more than that. And these websites and these different people can't wrap their arms around all of this. So again, I, I, I think they have a coherent plan. They're trying to sign their guys, which is what we, again, the first thing Terry and Arthur said, Arthur Smith, the first thing they said when they were at that Matt Ryan press conference is, we've got to be able to sign our own guys. When we have guys that ball out for us, we have to re-sign them. Okay, McGarry, Lindstrom, that's the guys you have to re-sign. A.J. Terrell will be the next guy that you have to re-sign. And to do that, you're going to have to have cap space available. Not give a $250 billion or million dollar uh, contract to one guy on your roster. That's $50 million a year, all guaranteed money. So again, Arthur Blank made it clear that they're in the, they're not in, I should say, the Lamar business. But when you have these websites and these Twitter pages and the blue checkmark media, right? It all goes back to they don't understand why that we're not in the Lamar business. That's how you get, well, the roster's improved, but their plan and how they use their money isn't, again, these nudnik, blue checkmark media websites. Everybody thinks it's as simple as you just compare player A to player B, and you don't realize how much draft capital, how big a contract, and all that kind of stuff that you have to parlay to get all of those things in motion. And then by the way, the Ravens can come in and say, yep, we're going to just, we're going to do all of that and we'll just keep Lamar in house. And that's where I think he's going to end up playing when all said and done. But again, a, a D plus overall, 
but their roster has improved by a B. Mind-blowing. All right, we thank you for making uh, Hitting Hard your first listen today. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today and make that your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast from. We ask you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can get the latest episodes of Hitting Hard as they are available. And then you can follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.